Go, go, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Go, go, Joe. Welcome back to the Go, 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 Joe podcast. I'm Avital, one of your hosts. And I'm the other one. I'm Abigail. Hello and welcome back. And we are now in Poor, Poor Joseph. You didn't know that's the name. that was the name of the song. No, I... I because I'd seen just the film a lot, and the film obviously like doesn't have tracks names as it goes, I didn't know because like how would how would you know that kind of thing? <laughs> what like what the track is? Um, but I, yeah, it, it makes sense. So it, it comes up at the end in this version. Yeah, and in the middle, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we open with Maria Friedman on vacation. She just came to set. To, to lounge in the fake sun, on the fake sand, in with probably her, a fake chair. With her fun little 90s sunglasses. Yes, and her blazer over her shoulder because it's hot. A sort of brown and kind of rectangle, um, they no frames. Quite uh, translucent. Yeah, it's making me feel like it's 1999. Yeah. And, she, and like, I usually hate those kinds of sunglasses, but it's Maria Friedman and she can do no wrong. <laughs> So then she walks by with her little sauntering by like, hey, I'm just here. And then all of the brothers turn around from a well and they're all wearing sunglasses. Yeah, they're all kind of, some of them are on the well, some of them are, uh, some of them are just next to it. So and they're all, they're all huddled. They're all plotting. And then they all hey. swivel around yeah. and they do a little jump. And they are wearing Ray-Bans. All so. of them. Again, this weird, these weird anachronisms that just, show up out of nowhere and don't really have rhyme or reason, but I like this one. No, it's fun. Um, and the, the, the setting, it, it feels very sunny. Yes, it feels After sunny. After the dream. It's sunny and it's also like, ooh, they're being suspicious. Yeah. They're wearing sunglasses. Yeah. They're cool and <laughs> bad boys. Yes, they are bad boys. <laughs> Do admit, well, we got the time. And then he walks in. Hey, guys. Hey, 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 hey. 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 <laughs> I've memorized the cadence. <laughs> he walks in, saying hi, everybody's high-fiving him, and he's like, hey guys, hey, hey. And hey. everyone's like, yeah, let him in. And then, hey, they all yell, hey, grab him. <laughs> one of them punches him in the stomach, another one elbows him in the face. And I know it's supposed to be stage fighting, obviously, I understand. This is like a film stage show, whatever. Stage fighting on camera is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so silly. Especially when you've got Sir Osmond, who's like, Ow! Oh, that's my face! That's my noggin! He has no singing parts in this. <laughs> and, he, and he has, like, one proper spoken line. Yep. Right? So everything else is just noises. Just noises. Like, here's the great. The best one. So they pick him up. And throw him in the well. Yeah, they they pick him up and then they sort of mosh pit carry him. Yeah. <laughs> and because they've all got this these wigs with the hair, it really feels like Like a metal up. concert, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except the music's completely wrong. Yes. So they fling him in the pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we watched the scene multiple times before recording. <laughs> and every time we just couldn't. There's this added sound effects. So you have Donny Osmond going, ah! And then it's sort of like, like he's falling, so that it sounds like it's getting further away. But then on top of that, they have this little, 
wonderful. And all the brothers are like, yeah, let's leave him here. He's bound to die. Now, let's take a little pause and talk Bible. Let's talk some biblical things. Let's talk biblical inaccuracies. There are three, <laughs> and maybe four, that I can count in this scene alone. Okay. So let's talk about the Reuben thing. So in the original text, Reuben, the eldest brother, knowing how much um, Jacob cares for Joseph and knows he's his favorite son, he thinks, okay, they're going to throw him in the pit. No, no, they're going to kill him. Mm -hmm. Right, and then he offers that they sell him to the Ishmaelites. No, no. no. You, you okay, okay. Because it's, it's weird because this text is a bit, it's also a bit complicated and has narrative inconsistencies anyway, so uh, yeah. they can play around with it. For me, it's fine. Um, so Reuben says, oh no, put him in the pit. Right, they're planning on just straight up murdering him. Yes. Put him in the pit. And then it actually says in the text, it wasn't just in third by Rashi, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, that he was planning to come back later and, and take him home once they've calmed down. Yeah. Um, and then... And then... Reuben disappears. Yeah, he goes off somewhere. It doesn't say in the text, but he's gone. And that's when... That's when the Ishmaelites come by and... A hairy crew. A hairy crew came riding by. <laughs> <laughs> and then Judah says... And then Judah, in the text, we're still talking canonical text, and then Judah is like, hey... Let's sell him instead yeah. of like we need cash. Let's sell him if we can. Yeah. It was Judah's idea. It's not all the brothers. Yeah. And this is important because spoilers later in what is Parashat Vayigash, but in the musical it's Benjamin's Calypso. Huh. <laughs> Judah steps forward and tries to save Benjamin's life. So this it's is like, like character development, a character arc. This is like one of the only biblical stories that has like really good character work and like yeah. it's an actual story yeah. that makes sense and is like cathartic. So no, it's just all of the brothers. And in the next scene, Reuben is the one talking to Jacob about it. Like it's, I under like. It, it, Obviously nothing matters. Nothing matters. But like you could have made it any other brother and you wouldn't have had this also, like so all these all this need for padding. You could you could have, you know, made the story a little bit more textured and you wouldn't have needed quite as much padding. Yeah, and given, you know, nice little Easter eggs for people who know the original text. Although I do really like the little bit of choreography where Jez is trying to get out. <laughs> they the punch his hands! The, on the beat. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, third biblical inaccuracy. Benjamin is not supposed to be there. Yeah. Because Benjamin, another thing that they miss out on, I think, really. He's basically a baby well, at this point. He's also basically a baby, but another thing that they don't mention in the musical, which I think makes it lack a lot of... Um, like, again, catharsis at the end, is that Benjamin and Joseph are the only two, they're the only two brothers that are fully blood-related. They have the same mother and the same father. Everybody else are, like, half-brothers. They would have had to explain that at the beginning, why Joseph, like we said before, like, why why Joseph is the favorite son and not Benjamin. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what they could have done was they could have, I mean, this is far too late, but <laughs> they, they could have had a Rachel song. They could have had a Rachel song. That would have been lovely. Um, so he's not supposed to be there because he's A, a child, and B, like, Jacob isn't 
doesn't let him out of his sight at this point. Like he's and, and see, like this is your ally in the weird political relationships between all these brothers. Yeah, so like, he's not supposed to be there. He should not be like, yeah, let's kill him. Like he's not there in the show. No, um, he is there in the show. I mean, in the text. Yeah, he's not there in the text. Yeah. Um. So then the Ishmaelites, a hairy crew, came riding by, yes. which. In the text is also a bit weird because it, they are Ishmaelites until they're Midianites and then they're the Ishmaelites, Ishmaelites again. Uh, something went wrong and someone decided that was important in the text. I don't know. This isn't a biblical analysis, really. No, we just touch on it. So those yeah. were the four biblical analysis. Um, three brothers are acting wildly <laughs> out of character and a weird text thing. Um, however, what is not a weird text thing is the weird... Oriental music. <laughs> oh man, um, this is this is from the beginning of the show. It's from the very beginning. We, I will talk about it exactly which version this particular riff comes in. And then and then you've got the camel coming in on its track. The camel with its big plastic brown eye that they focus in on. So clearly they that's like something they're playing with. It's like, ooh, look, we built this prop. And during the Orientalist riff, the brothers are like kind of walking slow-mo in slow-mo slow-mo. on the like conveyor belt, and it's weird because like, why? I think it's just to be like, oh, the desert's big, so but but it, the, then it looks like oh, we're walking slow, we're walking towards each other across a vast area, but actually we're right next to each other, so we can't you know walk normally. See, I thought it might be, like, because the brothers are, like, walking towards the well, to, or, like, walking away from the well, and then, like, they suddenly were, think, oh, in the flash, the brothers changed their plan. Um, again, Benjamin shouldn't be there, but I do like the little hop that he does uh, on their backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Again, youngest sibling. Amazing. That is youngest sibling <laughs> energy. Uh, we need cash. Let's sell him if we can. I like that line. It's stupid, but I like it. And then... Maria Friedman is sitting on the well while Joseph is trying to get out. He's huffing, blows his hair out out of his face. And she's just like, poor, poor Joseph, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Help him, you sadistic bitch. He's right there. And then, (laughs) so he falls down again. (laughs) And then he's got a snake puppet. I love it. He's got this little snake puppet that he holds up. He's not he's not above the well. He and just holds it up and it looks around and the narrator's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he like just moves away because it's a snake. And it's a really like big like styrofoam like cobra thing. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> and then and then both of them are up. Joseph's up and the snake's up and it's and Joseph's arm is also reaching up so you can see his arm below the snake puppet so like and then he's like wait wait no they look at each other they look away and then they look and then the snake attacks him and he goes ah (laughs) which I find really funny that they've done this scene because actually that's not a biblical bit (laughs) in fact it it very much says in the text there is, it was empty, the well, the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Mm-hmm. But then a commentator on the text called Rashi, who is my ancestor, by the way. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, he's from the medieval period, so he probably has a lot of ancestors, but that's cool that you know that. Yeah. Um, and he says, it specifically says in the text, no water, but there actually was other stuff in there, including snakes and scorpions. So, I don't know, Tim Rice, were you reading Rashi? Well, not Tim Rice, because it's not in the lyrics. <laughs> so, I guess whoever, I don't know, we don't know if this is a yeah. movie-only edition, because we don't, we can't visually see any of the other productions. <laughs> but, maybe some director at some point happened to be a Jew, or just yeah. happened to read Rashi. <laughs> or they just thought it was a funny gag. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And then, could you use a slave, you hairy bunch of Ishmaelites? And they do this like head bob, like forward back, which I only mention because their wigs just flap really <laughs> aggressively. They're just go like whoosh, whoosh. I have a long curly hair and I can't get my hair to move that aggressively if I yeah. do that. Like, it's really aggressive. It's also hairy bunch of Ishmaelites. Like, that's a bit insulting to people you're yeah. trying to do business with. These are clearly yeah, not very good Jews. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, bring it back up again. It's been described by the narrator and then <laughs> by them. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's no. a thing. Maybe the Ishmaelites were known for being... Maybe they like being hairy. Maybe. Maybe. they like to be known rather than focusing on the fact that they're slave traitors. Maybe. Uh, in a trice, the dirty deal was done. <laughs> and then, then the Ishmaelites galloped off with the slave in tow and Joseph gets punched again to, on the beat. It's like, then the Ishmaelites galloped off with the slave in tow. There's a punch and he's like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> again, adding his little sound effects because he can't sing in this one. And then the narrator does her... <laughs> does, does a fun little... She's holding onto the camel. The stirrups of the camel. Um, she's like bobbing up and down around it to do her... her little bits and then and then she does this kind of body roll that i just noticed it's it's unnecessarily sexual oh at this my point. god i didn't even notice it because i was just hypnotized yeah. abigail was like wait what's going on yeah I, I we needed to go back for that because i was like this 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 is from the previous bit yeah like i thought we left all that didn't you like how, how much more sexual energy can you have maria uh, and so, like, the Ishmaelites themselves are very obviously just, like, hunks of plastic covered in, like, fabric to make it look like people, which, like, is fine when they don't look close too closely at it. But then there's a close-up shot of it. I, th I think that's on purpose, just to make it feel again, again, like last time with the, the funny costuming of the star <laughs> corn. Yeah, just keep reminding us, this is a school play for children. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> And then, oh, this is a wonderful line. First of all, uh, <laughs> off to Egypt where Joseph was not keen to go. I think that's very British. I think that's cute. And then, yeah. it wouldn't be a picnic, he could tell. <laughs> and I don't speak Egyptian very well. Yeah, I love it. And as a kid, I didn't understand it because they just said that he can read his rights. So how can he read in Egyptian if he can't speak Egyptian? <laughs> I mean, have you, I mean, I went through um, secondary school in the UK. I did seven years of French. I, <laughs> I can read and write. I cannot speak French. So I get where he's coming from. This is a, this is a joke about the British school system. No. no. <laughs> but 
but it's embedded in truth. <laughs> I also love, it wouldn't be a picnic, he could tell. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh, <laughs> perfect little flourish. <laughs> and then Joseph's brother store his precious multicolored coat. So they're like struggling with it. And then they are, there's an added rip sound effect. But if you look, it's not ripped. It's just where like one of the panels is where you see the colored fabric underneath. I don't think they expected people to, you know, slow this down. <laughs> and You don't think they just expected some two random people to make a podcast about their film? I don't. I feel like no, because <laughs> podcast in 99? Yeah. No. I think creators nowadays need to always expect that somebody somewhere might make a podcast about their work. <laughs> but in 99, that definitely was not the situation, but like they rip it, but like it, they don't. And that's just more fun sound effects. And then the goat. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Naftali, the one in the fez. I, I don't know which is which. I'm sorry. I've seen this film dozens of times. Can't tell you who's who if they don't have a solo. Um, and Zebulon with his boob window. So, uh, he like dances around and picks up the goat it's by the toy. horns. Yeah, it's, it's a fake goat. And then headbutts it. <laughs> and there's a meh <laughs> sound effect. Meh. And then they each grab a leg like uh, it's a chicken leg. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a little like sound effect every time they take And then there's just the red on it to make it look like blood. And the next to attack to passing goat and it's just there. It's just there and it's like so clearly not moving as well so it's really funny that when he heads but it's like oh now it's dead it wasn't before <laughs> and uh, they're like rubbing the legs the pulque yeah. on the coat they're rubbing it in blood and guts and gore with just like a little bit of red stain on this leg and <laughs> We have a callback, ladies and gentlemen. We have a visual callback <laughs> to uh, Jacob and Sons, where uh, all the wives were on a conveyor belt with yeah. different household items on their heads. So now we have that, but with the brothers. And pieces of coat and goat. <laughs> and pieces of coat and goat. As she's singing, oh now brothers, how low can you stoop? And they're all making like these angelic faces of like, yeah. what, we didn't do any wrong? And they're like fluttering yeah. around. And, and another fun stroking the coat stroking the dead goat yeah. uh, another cute fun fact about me I did not know the word stoop when I was a kid okay so I thought it was short for stupid <laughs> <laughs> so I was like she's basically just calling because also in my house we have this thing where like we don't call each other names so like if we want to call you stupid I'll call you stupendous so I thought that stoop was just another like of like it's like oh you're stupid <laughs> and then but now it's just to rhyme with the sordid group oh god and then the worst part of the movie <laughs> poor poor joseph sold to be a slave situations grave hey sold to be a slave fade out the image of Maria Friedman fade onto the image of two schoolgirls in the audience and of course the two schoolgirls they fade onto are the two black girls <laughs> over the word slave and they're sitting there singing the background part just like on an ah looking sad what the fuck 
to any other child and it would have been okay. Why did you do this? They're like, we've turned down on some of the racism from some of the earlier productions, so we need to whack it back up at the end. Oh my it's God. an interesting end to, to and this scene. Every time you watch it, I forget that that happens. You, you seem <laughs> genuinely shocked. Which, fair. Yeah, because I forgot. You, you can't I take forgot. it in each time. <laughs> it's a bad choice. <laughs> Right, so this is the first time I've actually like had a lot to say about the different versions. This is a song that has changed a lot year to year. Uh, so I'm just gonna go chronologically and we're gonna pause in the middle for Abigail to describe <laughs> what goes on in a 1972 version because my god. Uh, so in 1969, the original concept album version. The intro is done with like a little marimba. It's like a do 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 kind of thing. And then um, next day, far from home, the brothers planned the repulsive crime. Let us grab him now, do him in while we got the time. Was yes, it? they did and made the most of it. There's no pause. This is the only version. But was it at that speed? No, it wasn't that fast. I'm just no. speeding it up yeah, for yeah, yeah. Okay. posterity's sake. But there is like there's no break. It just goes right into the next line. Um, and here, <laughs> here we have uh, a different Orientalist riff. <laughs> um, it's still bad, but it's different. We have not gotten to the version that has been cemented throughout all the versions just yet. Uh, also important to note, all of this is basically sung by the narrator. It is all in third person. The brothers aren't a, a part yet of this album because it's an album, it's not meant for the stage. So here's the first uh, instance where the lyric changed. And this lyric changed immediately in the next version. Instead of, could you use a slave, you hairy bunch of Ishmaelites, it's, could you use a slave? The brothers said to the Ishmaelites, so they made it worse. <laughs> I don't know why they changed it. I think just maybe to keep the brothers' like sentence like connected and not have it broken by the narrator. Um, and, and also a little bit as a joke. Yeah, you hear a bunch of Ishmaelites. Um, and here there is uh, no mention of the coat being destroyed and bloodied up. Mm -hmm. There is, however, a set of different lyrics for the final verse, Abigail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so which... then the Ishmaelites galloped off with a slave in tow. Home went the evil sons to break the news, let father know. Joseph's dead, they told their aging dad. Jacob wept, he really loved the lad. Poor, poor Jacob, you think your son is dead. Hang your weary head, hey, you think your son is dead. Poignant. Oh, oh my god, it's horrifying <laughs> it's horrifying and obviously they changed it when they added in uh one more angel mm. because like that entire part is basically one more angel is it for the better that we have one more angel that is yet to be debated <laughs> because that is a that is a beast for another day yeah um but there's a lot going on there too yeah uh, and like the end of it is also like really upbeat 
it's like it's like really that and it only comes down right in the soul to be a slave soul to be a slave soul to be a slave and that part the the, the repetition of soul to be a slave does not show up again until the 91 version every other part just kind of goes like ah, soul to be a slave and ends there it doesn't repeat it um so yes, let's go to the 72 version. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so so the 72 version also has the lovely lyrics about him love Jacob loving the lad and all of that. Um, it's so pretty. It's like, yeah, yeah like, he loved him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we do have to let you know that this man in fact did love his child. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take it for granted. <laughs> Yeah, so you also have the brothers kind of huddled. The narrator has his back to the audience and then he kind of turns <laughs> all shady and then joins them in the huddle. Um, and then... Uh, he's a bit more of an accomplice in this version, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely in on the game rather than just kind of a fairy who's not really involved with the story. Yeah. Um, can't actually touch whatever's going on in this bit. And then Joseph comes in and um, he's, he's a little more involved in the athletics of throwing <laughs> into the pit. The pit which isn't actually there because budget reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, like, for real budget reasons. A hundred percent. Oh, they're not building a pit for this thing they're throwing together. To... They, they are going to throw around Gary Bond like he's a sack of beans. Yeah, but he takes it with grace. He looks great doing it. He so, does. you know, <laughs> it's it's almost balletic. It's great. <laughs> um, and then his coat is kind of torn at that point. Artistically, it's kind of shredded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a bit of choreography where they all... Slap down on his back. Oh yes, audibly. You can, you can hear the slap. It's which, really just like a. <laughs> yeah, which was really like on skin. <laughs> um, which really like just made me think. Oh, that's just to let you know they've ripped his coat. You can you can hear some flesh. <laughs> and then you've got a long bit of the racist Oriental music. Yes. It's still not the version that we're used to. It goes on forever. Yeah, the kids are all bopping up and down. Right, they're doing their little racist dance. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They, they're sort of bopping up and down. And the camels. And the camels. <laughs> they're bopping up and down and they're saluting. They're saluting, but the camels are like... One, like the head of a camel and then a sheet. <laughs> yeah, the hairy Ishmaelites. You've got a very hairy guy, then one person, another person. Both have these camel heads going on. And they're and it's also... just one hump and they're dromedaries. They're not even camels. And then and there's another Ishmaelite. It's beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, instead of the Ishmaelites being fake as well as the camel, everyone's just people. <laughs> It's fine. It's very humanizing. Yeah, and then and then to compound the racism, um, some of Joseph's brothers sit down with the Ishmaelites <laughs> to have a smoke of some herb. 
It's so clearly weed. I mean, yeah. They're holding it like a joint. And like, I, this and is the passing, 70s. They know. Passing like, it around the circle. <laughs> and pulling weird faces to be like, ooh, I'm high, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah. This is the version they made to convince people to go put it on the West End. <laughs> a family show. <laughs> I don't. Um, and this version also has a thing with like coloring Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, this I'm sure this isn't the only point in the in the show where where he's got a collar on for some reason. They've not sold him yet. Nope. The brothers just want to put a collar on him. <laughs> it's disturbing. Don't question it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get back to the once they've sold him off, um, <laughs> They go up to tell their dad what, what's happened. <laughs> and, and I need to say this now because I don't think we said this before. Jacob, in this version, he looks like an anti-Semitic caricature of a Jew. A European anti-Semitic caricature with, like, the robe and the big skull cap and the beard and the, like, he yeah, looks like the, that Jew that's rubbing his hands. <laughs> and I'm sure it's unintentional, but my god! Well, we know they've not got any nuance about <laughs> minority groups, oh, so we don't know. We don't. But all the brothers are kind of holding his hands as he kind of shakes his head and he gets distressed and then kind of wanders off <laughs> limping. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. He's old, old people limping. Oh, okay. He wanders off into the sunset and falls to his knees like, why? As the well, narrator continues. Which is fair, but also, what? It's, <laughs> and, and this is still with the upbeat version of the music. It's yeah. like, poor, poor Jacob, you think your son is dead? <laughs> I, ha ha ha, I'm really dead. We're laughing at your pain. I hate the narrator in this version. I want to punch him. He's a smug motherfucker. I hate him. Oh, it's so funny. Every time we bring it up, we will say it. Please watch this version of 1972. It is glorious. Okay, so. 1973. The original West End cast. We still have the little marimba ba 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 kind of thing. And here is when we get the riff of the do 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 that is it that's the riff and this is the same riff that we hear in every single version since it was solidified in 73 it's better than the long so long it's so long uh here instead of the narrator singing poor poor joseph we have the kids Singing, Alright, for pathos. Yeah, you know. Uh, and this is when we get the new lyrics of the added description of the coat being ripped, and instead of us making fun of the fact that Jacob is sad, it's, uh, and I don't speak Egyptian very well, uh, we get this part. So that's nice. I guess they added it to make it longer, and again, because now they, in this version is when they add one more angel. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, uh, we have to write new lyrics, and this, it's because of this version that we get, um, 
he was not too keen to go. <laughs> so I guess uh, thank you, Tim Rice. Um, at the this doesn't have the repeated soul to be a slave at the end. This is when it just kind of ends slightly abruptly. And there's this cute thing that the narrator in this version does when he does the in, in general the melody that the narrator sings in all these versions isn't like set in stone. Everybody just kind of does a bit of their own thing. Riffs around, changes notes, it doesn't matter. Which is interesting because usually this shit does not happen in Andrew Lloyd Webber shows. <laughs> Especially Joseph. A lot of it is just the same thing over and over and over again. But here he does this cute thing where it's like they dipped his coat in blood and guts and gore. He like sings a really low note there and I think it's cute. Next, a decade passes. We have 1982 on Broadway. Here we do not have the marimba doing the ba ba da ba ba. It's just a piano. Downgrade. Boo. Here in the poor, poor Joseph. It's not a kid's choir because we don't have kids on stage in on Broadway because ethical reasons. Uh, but it is the full choir singing like slowly. It's without the narrator. Just poor, poor Joseph. And then it stays in that slow tempo for could you use a slave, you hairy bunch of Ishmaelites? Tough, strong, puppy, and it's back into tempo. It's There's no reason for that. It's like just to emphasize, like, you're hairy. <laughs> Do you think they were doing a similar thing to in the film where they were walking really slowly towards them? Maybe, but that doesn't make any sense. No, it... It doesn't, but, you know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Who am I kidding? Uh, here, in I Don't Speak Egyptian Very Well, Joseph sings it. He does not say it. And I don't speak Egyptian very well. Or something like that. He sings it. Uh, in general, the narrator sings very differently to what it was in the original, when it was a male narrator. She changes it. Because, uh, again, Laurie Beachman is doing her best. Yeah, and... Like, like I said, here specifically, the, the melody isn't really set in stone. Instead of, soon the wretched creature was no more, she does like, soon the wretched creature was no more. She changes the melody in an interesting way, but it's different from the way the man does it, and different from the way that we will hear it eventually performed by Maria Friedman. Um, and another funny part in this recording is... <laughs> Having ripped it up, they next attacked a passing, and then all the brothers just yell, GOAT! <laughs> and I need to know what was going on on stage in this moment. Oh my god. Yeah, they're very excited. They're very excited. Fast forward almost another decade to the 1991 London Revival, the one that is our version is most inspired by. It is funky. It is like no more ba ba da ba 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 ba. It comes in with like bam 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 bam, like borderline porn guitars. Incredible, not like horn section. Like really going in on it. And the '90s drums. You know what I mean. The '90s boy band drums. I can't describe it better than that. You will just have to listen to it so you understand. But like, I didn't realize how funky. This song was in the movie because because of Donny Osmond's constant <laughs> noises. The ho the horns are like further back in the mix, but when you listen to the '91 version, it slaps <laughs> musically. 
I do remember them talking in one of the behind the scenes things. I don't remember if it's from the film or from the um, someone talking about the stage show. Mm -hmm. um, they were saying how, oh, this is not going to be like, this is an updated version. It yeah. is. And clearly they weren't talking rubbish. No, no, it is. It's really different. Really, really, really different. Same like tempo and everything, but like really, really funky. The horn section is uh, Here, the narrator does the same melody as the one done in on Broadway. It is the same changes. Da -na 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 -na. Same thing. Um, and here, um, poor, poor Joseph, the first part is not done by a choir. This is the first time it's done just by the narrator. But she does belt it because, of course. Um, 92 version, the Canadian cast, relevant to us because of Donny Osmond. Mm -hmm. Same funk. It's very, very similar to, to the London revival. It was at this point when I started noticing a pattern ever since the Broadway version. Um, what did you say the singer, the name of the singer who did the narrator was? It? The original female is Laurie Beachman. Laurie Beachman. Say her name. No, for real. Like. Yeah, say her name. <laughs> so she belted the crap out of this part but she still had a bit more of like a full voice in 91 i don't remember her name but she has a bit of more of a squeaky voice and so does the one in canada like laurie beachman started off a little bit squeaky and then it just gets squeakier and squeakier and it's like really irritating and then god bless we get maria friedman who has like the fullest voice she doesn't belt everything. And poor, poor Joseph, she does it in a beautiful head voice. Uh, and she does the original melody. She does not do the changes that uh, Lori Beachman did. She sings it back to... Like she, she doesn't play with it the way that uh, Lori Beachman does. She plays it with it more the way the original male narrators would. Uh, which I think is very interesting. And she also growls a lot she does a lot of those <laughs> yeah. and those are hard to do well in a way that doesn't sound like you're kermit the frog uh and it works like it's a bit excessive it's a <laughs> bit much like joseph's brother's tar his precious multicolored coat having ripped it up like okay we get it also we get it <laughs> um they dipped his cotton blood and guts and gore we get it in general there's a lot less of the choir in this version yeah uh, especially at the end, and the oh now brothers, how low can you stoop? Just very gentle background noises. So we started from a full children's choir singing the whole thing <laughs> to let's just let the narrator sing for fuck's sake. She's good. This this song, this scene. I have, I have to tell you about my <laughs> memories of going to see it. Yeah, because um, they they. Throwing a lot more poor poor Josephs in the really? version that I saw. Um, they have the camel singing poor poor Joseph to him for a bit. Um, and then once he gets down to Egypt, they have a sphinx in the background with flashing red eyes. And that also sings it to him in this very weird robotic voice. Oh. It was quite scary. That's horrifying. Um... Just again to make it into a full production, I guess. To scare the kitties. Yeah. 
this entire scene, how long is it? It must be like three minutes. <laughs> but I have two, a page and a half of notes on the scene and a full page just on the different versions. Like there is, and Abigail wrote an entire page about the 72 version. Like yeah. there is so much going on in this song. This oh, is, I wanted to throw in one more thing. So you know the snake in the in the in the film. Um, so in the in the original TV production, um, there's some random metal snake statue in the background. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. So it must be somebody from the original who read Rashi. Yeah. Ah, yeah. that explains everything. It explains nothing. It explains nothing. <laughs> Um, it's, there's just, this scene is bonkers, uh, and I don't know whether I'm looking forward to or dreading the next one, because I don't think there will be as many differences musically, but my god, the scene! It's, it's a lot of, a lot of interesting things going on, um, I'm looking forward to it. I can tell you already from listening to other versions the country accents get wild. There's a few added yeehaws and partners and cowboys. It's so stupid. And look, it's a British person's version of watching a painted western. Essentially, this is cultural appropriation. Yeah, sorry guys. The Any amount Americans of listening. Like I am on TikTok, and the amount of jokes I see about this scene specifically <laughs> in theater kid TikTok. It's like, people who are like, you know, like, biblical story, why don't make a cowboy number? <laughs> a western. Like, the reason I finally decided that I need to do this podcast is because of TikTok about this fucking scene. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. <laughs> Goodbye! Bye! <laughs>